For many years now, the principle of the wine moves my heart and I'm looking forward to you guys to discover those kinds of principles. Hi Josh, you're doing good tonight? It's always a pleasure to be in the house of God. I just love the international church because we have people from all over the world. Is there here somebody from Switzerland? Yes. Oh, there's too many people. You're from Switzerland. Oh my gosh. Welcome. Before I start with the message, I want to start with a prayer because um, as a pastor, Monday afternoon, I go into my room and I just ask the Lord, what's the point of the message? And every week God speaks in a certain way. And it's for me very important when we deliver the word of God and when we praise and worship Jesus, it's our deepest desire just to bring you closer to the heart of Christ. Father God, I'm so thankful for the worship, for the praise and worship. We have just uh, the, the chance to sing amazing songs, to, to lift up your amazing name. And right now, I give you the permission to speak to me. You have a word for the for 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 my season, a godly season, a word for my season, and I will receive the word and I will open my heart uh, as much as I, I, I can. And you have just the allowance, the permission to speak a life-changing word. And we say, Amen. We start the parable of the wine. The message title is "Time for a New Orientation." Time for a new orientation. You know that the, the wine goes through a four season. The spring season is the blossom season. Everything starts to grow very, very fast. This is an amazing, exciting season. Summer in the vineyard, it's long. It's hot. No big growth. It's just the word remain in those days when it's really boring. Fall, it's the harvest month. It's easy because in fall, everybody wants to work in the vineyard because it's the most exciting moment. The winter, that's this season, looks really, really lonely, cold, no blossom. Actually, the downgrade month. I want to start with a Bible verse in John chapter 15, verse 8. Jesus is saying, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourself to be my disciples. That means when we bear fruit, it's for the glory of God Almighty. And I want to be, make a pause for a moment as a church, as a pastor, because we are going to an amazing uh, harvest season as a church. Before I want to explain you what winter is all about. For example, this Sunday, today, we have opened ICF Reggio Emilia, the first church in Italy, Italian. And that's an amazing praise report. You know why I'm saying that? Because three years ago, we, we raised money in the church. Reached 2013 and 14, we raised money for Italy, church planting in Italy. Rome didn't work out very well, and people saying, but we raised so much money, uh, what's happening? And just Three years, years later, we see a church plans in Italy. Now let's hear the pastor's family. There's a special greetings from Reggio Emilia in Italian language. Ciao a tutti, sono Giovanni e questa è mia moglie. Ciao a tutti, io sono Claudia. Siamo sposati da otto anni. E abbiamo due bellissimi bambini. 
Ringraziamo Dio per la possibilità che ci ha dato di vedere una grande porta aperta qui in Italia con ICS Reggio Emilia, ma soprattutto vogliamo ringraziare il pastore Leo Bigger per il tuo amore, per la tua visione verso l'Italia, o forse è meglio dire per il mondo intero. Amiamo davvero la benedizione che Dio ha sulla chiesa ISIF e desideriamo vedere grandi miracoli anche qui in Italia. Ed è per questo che vi chiediamo di pregare per noi. Ci vediamo presto. Ciao a tutti. Bye bye. Yeah, Reggio Emilio, this is a praise report for us as a church. The second thing, we have planted some month, about three months ago, churches in the east part of Germany. If you know a little bit about the east part of Germany, that's actually not such an easy part to plant church. And here is another church plant. Let's hear the story of an amazing family, Wagner from Germany. Hello, ICF Zürich. We are the family Wagner. This is Denis. Ich bin Deborah und das ist unsere Tochter Lina. Wir leiten ICF Leipzig-Dresden und sind seit Mitte Juni Teil der ICF-Familie. Wir freuen uns sehr, jetzt dabei zu sein bei einer großen internationalen Familie und freuen uns auf alles, was kommen wird. Genau, wir sind total dankbar für all die Ressourcen und alles, was ihr uns momentan schon zur Verfügung stellt. Wir profitieren sehr davon und es ist genial, miteinander unterwegs zu sein. Wir genießen es total, neue Beziehungen zu schließen, Pastoren kennenzulernen, Leute kennenzulernen, die dieselbe Vision und denselben Herzschlag haben wie wir. Momentan sind wir in dem Prozess, ICF Dresden Connect äh, zu übernehmen und äh, zu adoptieren als eine, ersten, äh, eine erste Location von uns. Wir arbeiten ganz eng momentan zusammen mit Stefan Hensch in Berlin und schauen und planen und gucken, wie können wir Strategien entwerfen, um Ostdeutschland zu erreichen. Wie können wir wie ihr in der Schweiz, in Ostdeutschland, wachsende und starke Kirchen entwickeln? Es ist genial, dass ihr uns unterstützt und hinter uns steht. Wir senden euch liebe Grüße. Bis bald. Eure Wagners. Tschüss. 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 Come on, Church. That's a praise report. I would say this is a praise break for Jesus. And that's amazing. Church plant in Eastern Port. Another praise report is we starting next week a worship tour. And a lot of people ask me, why are you doing worship tour? I want to show you the worship uh, tour. We starting in Mannheim. We will plant in Mannheim a church. We will go to Rotterdam in the Netherlands. We will plant in Rotterdam and ICF. We will go to Hanover. We will plant in a, we will plant in Hanover a church. We will go to Dresden there as well. We want to plant an ICF in Dresden as well. You see, this worship tour is really strategic. It's actually a church planting worship tour. And that's one of the amazing worship tours we have ever done. And thanks for your prayers because We are in a harvest season. Just bring the harvest in for the glory of God. We want to bring God to glory with all the church plans. Another praise break. We are not done with the praise break. I can go on for hours at the moment. What God is doing is awesome. In some weeks, we will move into our new building of our church. And if you're here for a very, very long time, this is an exciting an amazing season and I said to my team let's make a very short clip that you see the process of the building and when I see this every week I get a goosebumps because in four months we're moving in after 20 years 20 years <laughs> Thank you. 
Come on, it's amazing, amazing. Last week announced the name of the building. The name of the building where we have our celebration is Samsung Hall. Why Samsung Hall? Why not Samsung Arena? Because Samsung Arena, Samsung comes from Asia, right? And the Asians have a problem to say Arena. They can say Alina. That's why Hall. They say Samsung Hall. Just a joke. Okay, you know, fall is amazing. Maybe you have, yeah, maybe you have self in your life a season where you're going from glory to glory, from success. Maybe you are married, you have a child. Like the harvest seasons is amazing in your life. For example, last week a guy told me that he led his best friend to Christ. He prayed five years for him. And he says, now I see the harvest after five years. And that's a very exciting moment when you see people returning back to the heart of the Father God. I asked the wine dresser, tell me a little bit about the winter season. What is special about winter? And here is the wine dresser about the winter. Februar, wenn es Schnee hat, fangen wir an zu schneiden. Wir lassen von diesen Reben lassen wir drei bis vier Triebe. Zwei werden angebunden, zwei sind Reserven. Die, wenn, wenn der Trieb kaputt geht, kann man noch mal eine anbinden. So bringen wir wieder ein System hinein. Vorher ist ja alles wild, es hat zu viele Triebe. Darum reduzieren wir schon im Winter wieder auf zwei und äh, das gibt äh, relativ viel Arbeit. Man muss jeden Stock muss man individuell anschauen, wie schneidet man das. Das ist eigentlich eine sehr interessante Arbeit. Und äh, hier mit, dieser, mit diesem Schnitt wird eigentlich schon wieder äh, das ganze System aufgebaut für die Zukunft. Wow, and amazing. You know, when uh, the wine dresser cuts the grapes in, in fall, they bring all the horrors in. There's one thing I was amazed. They just leave the vineyard in a mess. It's very messy. They do nothing anymore for more than almost four months. That means there's a time where the vineyard has to be under rest because all the energy... They're producing all the energy, give all the energies to create grapes. That means the vineyard needs some rest. Let's study for a moment about the life of Jesus. In Luke chapter 5, verse 16, an amazing Bible verse. This is a principle where you can learn after you have success. But Jesus often withdrew the lonely places and prayed. Jesus always, he made a miracle. For example, here, he healed a leper. He healed him. 
The people were like, whoa, and then he walked away. This is not happening once. This is happening in the life of Jesus all the time. It seems like Jesus is teaching us a very important lesson. And I've thought about it and I've prayed about it. And here are the three points why I believe why Jesus withdraw himself from after he healed people. After the harvest of success, find some rest. Find some rest in your soul. When in the vineyards they're producing some grapes, the whole tree needs some rest because you cannot go from glory, 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 blessing, blessing. We often, people believe, we want to have success on Monday, success on Tuesday, success on Wednesday, success on Thursday, success on Friday, success on Saturday, success on Sunday. Repeats week by week, month by month, year by year. Every day is a success day. Nature has another message. Nature is teaching us there's a season of growth, a season to remain, a season to harvest, and after every success, withdraw yourself, give your soul, your body, and your spirit a certain rest. You know why is this important? I know we are not led by the soul. We are not led by the soul, but the soul is a big thing in our life. Because of when you achieve some success, the soul is always attached, looking for an applause, for a compliment. The soul wants to be connected with the success. If you do this, you're living very dangerous. That's why Jesus withdrew himself. And here's the point. The Bible is saying Jesus was tempted like everybody else. Jesus was tempted like everybody else, but he lived without any sin. When Jesus withdrew himself, he knew the soul needs some rest. About five years ago, we had a big guy in our church, Reinhard Bonnke, a huge, amazing guy. And he was asked, so a guy asked him the question, Reinhard, how do you handle negative critics? He said, what's the question? How do you handle negative critics? He said, it's very simple. I'm not attached of applause and compliment and good feedbacks. So neither I will be attached of negative feedbacks. I had decided in my life that Jesus is my center and the only one who will give me a feedback in my life. And I paused for a moment and thought, it sounds a little bit like religious, right? But what he's saying to you and me is like this. A grape cannot live from the grape. If you remain, that means all the source is from Jesus. Here is Jesus saying, John chapter 5, verse 16. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to be the mountains by himself. He is exactly the same principle. When Jesus saw they want to put him on a pulpit, he withdrew himself and said, no, I will not live of the applause, of the success. My soul has to be rested. Point number two, regain your strength. Here, all the branches, they gave so much energy and source to the grapes. They need more than four months to calm down and chill. 
I read an amazing book in America. The title was How to be, Become a Millionaire as Soon as Possible. A Millionaire. Earn your first one million. And they said some principle. But then they said, if you're earning a million, you have to take at least eight weeks holiday a year. I thought, eight weeks? Why? He said, earning a million, it's energy, it's work. You worked so hard to gain the million. Now your body needs at least eight weeks rest. Otherwise, you will drive with the one million into a burnout. Same principle. My family, me and other friends, we were hiking in, in Italy. It's an amazing picture. We hiked up about 1,000 meters up and 1,000 meters down. And here's my best friend, Rene, climbing. This is the last final as, as, uh, edge. And when you look at his face, he is really exhausted. He's tired. And when we reach the mountain peak, we have to go down another three to four hours. The next day, we were smashed. We were game over. Our whole body said, I need rest. Our youngest son, Stephen, said, Mom and Daddy, let's go climbing again. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, what's wrong with you? I said, what's wrong with you? I said to him, hey, Stephen, we are older generation, me and my wife, a little bit older. We need rest. Our whole body is smashed. And this was for me like a picture when you have success in your life and you will have success with God Almighty. Sometimes your body is smashed. That's why Jesus withdrew himself. He took some rest even for his body. Point number three, dedicate everything to God. All the fruits, all the success, everything dedicated for God Almighty. Why is this so important? Very simple. You know, people are, some people are very famous. For example, do you know Boris Becker, the German tennis player? If you know him, you are old. Because I asked my two boys, they're 15 and 17 years old, do you know Boris Becker? He said, who? Why should we know Boris Becker? Is he a gamer? Inventor of new games? He said, no, he was the best German tennis player of, of all times. He said, we never heard about Boris Becker. And what's the point? You can be successful for a certain generation. And the next generation comes and says, who are you? Should I know you? She says, yes, I am the man of Switzerland. Okay, good for you, but I never heard your name. What I mean by that success is relative. You cannot live from the applause of people. You cannot live from, from, from winning some titles because in the end, Jesus withdrew himself, took time for the soul, took time for the body, and took time for the spirit. Here in Psalms chapter 46, verse 10, the Bible is saying, Be still. Jesus withdraw himself. Be still and know that I am God. Not 
Be still and know that I am successful. Not be still and know I am famous. The Bible is saying, be still and know that I am God. All the grapes they know, all the success they know, our success story comes from the branches. They gave all the energy. Without them, I will not be grapes. Let's pause for a moment. Everything what we have, everything what we own, comes from God Almighty. He's the giver of all the good gifts. But sometimes we mix a thing. Instead of praising the Creator, we praising creation. Never praise creation means success. Praise the Creator, the guy who gave all, the creation. And that's the attitude which we should have in our life. Now let's go to winter. Fall, easy. Success, amazing story. But winter, it's hard. In February, the wine dresser goes and he cuts some branches away. And that's the picture. Looks really skinny, right? Not really healthy anymore. And he cuts certain things away. They are really good. Those branches, they're not bad. They're good things. He cuts the good things away for the next season of blossom spring. I want to pause for a moment because for me, we are in a very amazing season as a church. About three years ago, we were in a building called Güterbahnhof. If you're here longer than three years, we were in an amazing building. The government of Zurich said to us, you can be there at least for five years. And we invested almost one million Swiss francs to rebuild the whole thing. And we believed we will be there for five years, moving out straight into the new building. This was the plan, the strategy. That's why we invested so much money. We had parking slots. This was the first time we had some parking slots in our church. For the very first time, we had Sunday morning about three or four families that parked their Ferrari by the entrance. Not one, two or three, Porsche and everything. And I knew this church is rich. I said, you made a big mistake. I always thought we are really, we're not a rich church. But now you, I saw the Ferrari, you parked it in the entrance. That's mean our income should, our um, offering should go up. Yeah. We had a huge foyer, an amazing big foyer. It was endless huge. We had the LED wall for the very first time where all the slides and was amazing. We had a kids playland. Always after celebration, kids were there. They played for hours. The families, they were there for hours after celebration. And after one year and three months, they kicked us out. And we had to, we destroyed everything. Yeah, we destroyed everything with, with fun. We built it up for five months. We destroyed it in one week. And God was cutting away that amazing building. And if you're here for more than three years, you had the question, why are you doing God? What are you doing? Do you want to kill us? Why are you cutting away such an amazing building? And right now, the place is still empty. They don't have, they, they, they not even have started building a new building. And for us, it was a really tough season. And God was speaking to me and said, look, 
in the vineyard, you leave things in winter in three big branches. Three big branches. And here are the three brick branches. We built on small group, ministries, and celebration. And the rest around, we had to cut away to survive financially and manpower. And the most people have no clue. We are starting 2 o'clock on a Sunday morning to set up everything here. About 12 o'clock Sunday night, we are done. We have to set up the children ministries, the youth ministries, the ladies ministries. We are spread in so many different buildings. It's an amazing manpower. And God spoke to me and said, Pastor Leo, if you want to survive the winter season in the church, you had to cut off certain branches. Here is a list of all the things he cut away. All the small group courses for a thing. We, we, we cut off healing courses, prophetic courses, speed dating. Since three years, there's no speed dating anymore in our church. Do you know that one third of the population are married and the rest living as singles? We cut speed dating away, counseling and all the courses. Because the manpower to set up everything needs all the energy. We cut down good things for almost three years. You know, when you're cutting away branches, you know what happens? Here, it bleeds. It hurts. Look at the picture. It hurts. It bleeds. Sometimes we go into a season where God is cutting things away in the winter season. You don't get it. You don't understand. It makes no sense at all. But you have to trust that spring is coming again. A second thing of all the celebrations, what you have cut away, the foyer, the parking places, LED walls, stage designs, showcases, bar, media stores, rehearsal rooms. The most people have no clue we don't have rehearsal rooms for our worship band anymore. In the Güterbahnhof, we had rehearsal rooms. We have plenty rooms. The z. But now we do not have even room. And some months ago, we have a warehouse in our church. And we saw that our teenager band were rehearsing in the warehouse. And here's a picture. A really cold, dark, ugly room. They're rehearsing there every week because we, they don't have any room. And for all the music ministry, it's about more than 150 people. It's a downsize. God cutted all the rooms away. It hurts. It bleeds. Or for you as an international church, we had always every Sunday food and fellowship after celebration. We had like a Latino lounge, an Asian lounge, African lounge, and they cooked amazing. And here's a picture of all the food and fellowship. But here, we don't have a kitchen. And we cut away the food and fellowship food for free. Even for you as an international church, you come, uh, you praise and worship, you hear the message, you go into the connecting zone. But three years ago, it was like a party zone. You connected, you ate, you drank, you had some speed dating in the table, uh, courses and everything was exciting. Now... Everything is different. 
you have to understand a little bit if you're going to a rough season in your life, winter, God is cutting things away. And I want to be uh, uh, um, honest for a moment because I know a lot of people, they're going to winter season where God is cutting maybe even your dreams away, even your passion away, even your calling for a moment away. It's not forever. It's because there are too many branches, too many leaves, and the wine dresser cuts away to make the grape ready for spring, for blossom, for the next growth. For me as a pastor, I want to be honest for a moment. If you have to lead a church where you cut down everything around, it's like a moment where I had to trust God. It didn't felt well. Sometimes I had question marks to God. I know God is God and God is good. That's not a question. But sometimes God is doing things which I don't understand. And here at the moment, so many times, I would love to give up. I would love to quit. I would love to run away. But if you run away, the problem is you can run as fast as you want, but you run with yourself. And when you are on the island, you took yourself with you on the island. That's the problem, not the island yourself. Wherever you go, you take yourself with you. God is teaching me an amazing lesson. Maybe it's helpful for you. In Ecclesiastics, are 30 things are mentioned. It's saying there's a time to give birth, a time to die, a time to heal, a time to weep, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to dance, a time to eat, time to sleep. 30 things there's a time for. There's a time for. There's a time for. There's a time for. One thing is, is not mentioned. One thing is not mentioned here. There is no time to quit. There is no things as time to quit, time to laugh, time to drink, time to sleep, time to hate, but no time to quit. Even in the vineyard in the winter looks like all the life, everything is gone. All the dreams, all the passions are cut away. Looks really skinny. But this is not time to quit. It's only a winter season where God is saying, get ready for the next spring. Blossom will set in very soon and you will bring fruit again. Fruit again and fruit again. Maybe you are in the winter season where God cuts things away. It bleeds, it hurts. You have some question marks. You struggle with God. That's not a problem. There's time to struggle. But it's not a time to quit. That's why Jesus is saying five times. Remain in me as I remain in you. Remain in me as I remain in you. If you're going to winter season, remain in me as I remain in you. Jesus is saying, remain in me 
as I remain in you. He's mentioned that for a fifth time. There's a biblical principle if something mentioned more than two times. There's a principle. There's a message. And God is saying for the fifth time. Look at the winter picture. This is a winter picture. No blossom. No success. No harvest. No praise report. It's a season of cutting away things to get ready. And here's my leadership question. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? If you don't have success, who are you? If things are cutting away, who are you? A lot of people, we, we depend on our gifts and talents and abilities and dreams and passion. But who are you? If you're laying in the bed, it's only you and God. And you know tomorrow, as an example, you will die. But if you know you will die in the next 12 hours, you don't care about money. You don't care about position. You don't care about your titles. You care. I remain in Him and He remains in me. That's all that matters. Because there are three levels of friendship in our lives. We have some friends. We have some family. And God is my best friend. Friends are coming and going in your life, right? Your family stays until the rest of your life on here on planet Earth. But the friendship level three, it's God. You will be friends with God here on Earth in eternity forever. And that's why Jesus is saying, Guys, you will bear fruit. But that's not the point. The message is, remain in me. And I will remain in you. That's the whole message of the parable of the wine. And I believe this is a message even for me. The last two years God says, remain. There's no time to quit. There's no time to give up. There's a time to remain. And if you remain, all the source, the energies, the, 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 the applause comes from God Almighty, not from human being. And I believe for for the next season as the international church. So many Sundays, we not even had a room. We had to switch from building to building, from room to room. But there will be a common time where we'll meet in amazing build, uh, building, in amazing rooms, food and fellowship and everything. And I believe the best is yet to come because winter season is also for the international celebration, game over. It's over. We're going into a spring season. Come on.